I encourage you to read the talks once again and to ponder the messages contained therein. I found in my own life I gain even more from these inspired sermons when I study them in greater depth. The basic pattern is to identify the fundamental doctrine or principle that's being taught. Find any invitations associated with and related to that doctrine or principle. And then also recognizing the promised blessings if we act in accordance with that invitation. Welcome to Words of the Prophets podcast. My name is Todd. I'm here with my friends Rivka and Burke, and this is a podcast where we discuss the latest talks from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. How are you today, Rivka? I'm doing great. Doing great. Awesome. Yeah. How's that Pacific Northwestern weather? It's been so nice the last few days. Blue skies, sun out. Well, I think this part is nice. It's like... It's like kind of winter cold. The air's just got like a, it's a little bit of a bite to it. So Super I don't know. cold, right. like in the twenties sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that feels super cold for here right now, but yeah. So do you get a lot of ice when it, when it gets that cold? Um, like not big buildup on the road, but every morning this week, pretty much we've woken up to like really amazing frost over everything. You know, it all, it all melts off by 10 or so in the morning, but yeah, just really pretty. Like those pictures you see of frozen tree branches and stuff like that. Really nice. Cool. So, um, this week we had a day where the wind chill was like negative 36 or something like that. And, um, one of the adjacent school districts canceled, but ours didn't. And, um, Camilla was so mad. She was. (laughs) She, our youngest, her name is Camilla. She was like, oh, why did they get to stay home? And we had to go to school. And um, so I was driving to work and I drive over like this marshy area of the Mississippi River every day. Um, And, you know, in the summer, there's like lily pads and great blue herons and that sort of environment. And so as I was driving, the sun was coming up. It was, it was like 745 in the morning. That's about when the sun is coming up right now. And the air was like full of frozen, like floating ice crystals. I, I don't even know if that's what it was or, or if it was like wow. the lightest fog you've ever seen. I'm not really sure. But because I was driving into the sun over this <laughs> marshy, wet area, this rainbow appeared in the ice crystals that are floating in the wow. air. Wow. It was so crazy. And instead of like far off, like you see with a thunderstorm, it was right in front of me. It was like if I stuck my hand out, I would have found the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Wow. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. So that's amazing. Um, yeah. Sounds I, super beautiful. I wonder if yeah. it's as beautiful as I'm picturing it in my mind. I know. <laughs> I I wished like I, I was so tempted to pull out my phone and take a picture, but of course I didn't want to wreck my car. Yeah. <laughs> um, I should have just pulled off the road, but it was something I've never seen before. It was, it was really cool. So it was worth the minus 30 something yeah. for that. That's a little more than just a bite in the air, that negative 36, but, <laughs> but the view that's sounds nostril gorgeous. freezing weather <laughs> as we say around here. Yeah. Yes. I remember our Iowa years together, those winters. Yep. 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 Yeah. When I talk about how easy winters are here, I say, well, before we lived here, we lived in Iowa where it was just as long and just as gray, but at any given time, about 40 degrees colder. Yeah. Which is still about accurate. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) 
But you were kind of a crazy man, Burke. You rode a motorcycle during the winter. I did. And I was, it was funny when you were describing the salt crystals in the air. I was thinking on mornings when I drove to work. And of course, it would be dark. So there was no rainbows. But um, sometimes that would happen. And, but as soon as they touched any of my clothing or my visor, they immediately turned to ice. Mm-hmm. And so I had a scraper uh, on my glove that I could use to scrape off my visor so I could still see, but I would get to work and all my zippers would be frozen. So I'd have to walk a ways inside the building before I could even get my coat off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're crazy. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) That was a little crazy. I agree. It was super fun though. Yeah. Super fun. Well, I'm, I'm getting wimpier and wimpier and I talk about the weather. I, that's how I know I'm becoming old. I didn't ever talk about the weather Mm -hmm. before, you know, and now I talk about it all the time and, Every year in January and February, I go, why do I live in Wisconsin? I don't know. But uh, I still live here and I plan on it for a long time, but don't love the winter. So, well, um, that's enough about the weather. Let's get on to the good (laughs) stuff here. Uh, Today, we're going to discuss the talk Daily Restoration by Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. Um, So, looking forward to talking about this one. And Burke, let's start with you. What was your fundamental doctrine that you took away from this? So interestingly, I marked way more fundamental doctrine in this talk than I think anything else. So really? Yeah. So I'll have to like any meanie, which one, but I think all kind of a variation, um, which one to read? I'm going to say about halfway through, no matter how strong our spiritual experiences have been in the past as human beings, we tend to wander. That has been the pattern from the days of Adam until now. Okay. And I like thinking about I mean, that as a as a doctrine that without continued correction, we as mortals, you know, a mixture of a spirit plus a mortal body, we're we're going to veer off path. It's inevitable. Yeah. So that's an interesting thought about that being a doctrine, right? And I guess that ties into the doctrine of the natural man. So we just have Mm-hmm. The natural man and the spirit sort of constantly warring inside us. And, and we're going to listen to the natural man sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I was that, thinking of that scripture as well when I marked this. Right. And there's some context there. Um, he told a story about a, a study done on people who walked through the woods. Do you want to uh, elaborate on that? Yeah. So it was a study done by the Max Planck Institute for biological cybernetics and they essentially took people to the woods and told them to walk in a straight line. But, you know, they had no way to judge which way they were going. And when they got done, pretty much all of them said, yeah, I walked in a straight line. And some of them walked in circles as tight as 20 meters in diameter, which when you hear it sounds ridiculous, (laughs) but (laughs) like, wouldn't they know? Yeah. And and, yeah. And the answer is no, they didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. It, it makes me question myself because, I mean, we've all been in the woods our fair share. You know, we like being outdoors and hiking, and I feel like I have a fairly okay sense of where I'm going. And, and no, I probably don't, actually. It's because I walk on marked trails with signs every, you know, tenth of a mile. Yeah. Yeah. This, I, this became more obvious to me, I think, when we we moved to Virginia because I was used to living in the West where you can always see a mountain to orient yourself. There's not a lot of trees in the way. And then we moved to Virginia and I would think I knew where I was. And then I would look at like a map of the town or the campus or something and be like, yeah, I was totally had no idea 
that the city looked like this, or this road is in relation to that road, because yeah, you could see about, you know, 20 feet in any direction. So, yeah. Well, I think, you know, in the context of that story or that study, you know, and when he's saying we drift off course, of course, literally we drift off course, but he's talking about spiritually. And it's just a, it was sort of a stark physical reminder of like, I can imagine myself walking through the woods and thinking, yeah, I'm going the right way only to realize, nope, I've been looping around for hours and hours. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Rivka, what was your fundamental doctrine that you took away? Um, I, I agree with the one Burke. I'm kind of with you on that. Like there were a few different things where I was like, this is the fundamental doctrine. And then I was like, Oh wait, no, maybe this one's the fundamental yeah. doctrine. <laughs> so I will, um, read a second one. um, And that is, he says, minutes and hours well spent are the building blocks of a life well lived. And there's a section in the talk where he talks about, well, he asks some questions. Do you want to change the shape of your life? Change the shape of your day. Do you want to change your day? Change this hour? Change what you think and feel and do this very moment. A small rudder can steer a large ship. Small bricks can become magnificent mansions. Small seeds can become towering sequoias. And then he says, minutes and hours well spent are the building blocks of a life well lived. And I really loved this section for the reminder that um, it's good that we have a big picture of where we're going, but it's less good when we get ourselves all worked up because we want all of the answers of, of what's at the end of the road that we don't have. And what are we going to do when we start questioning everything? And I don't know, or maybe I'm saying we, and I just mean me and the anxiety gets real, <laughs> but um, I've appreciated the reminder that like it, what we do in these minutes and hours, those are, those are the important things and they shape the the days and the weeks and the years that we live. Yeah, I love it. And um, he's he decided to talk about ships, and everyone knows he was thinking about airplanes, right? I mean, of he's course. not really he does talking talk about, about airplanes in here as well. So <laughs> he does, he does. <laughs> I just feel like he's restraining himself from always talking about airplanes. He's like, what else, you know, can I talk about that's like, oh, a ship? Let's do that. It's true. Well, he kind of takes <laughs> that from a scripture, but yes. So I want to go deeper into that fundamental doctrine, Rivka. Okay. So how has that um, sort of uh, small, small and simple things, you know, great things are brought to pass, mm-hmm. which, which is my summary of what he said and what you just said, you know, how has that played out in your life? Have you, have you seen any small things that have added up to great things over years? <laughs> well, yeah. And funnily enough, I feel like it's a lot of small things that I thought weren't working or weren't going well, you know, especially in, hmm. in raising children or sometimes in callings or projects where you think, or, and I, maybe this is just some of how I work, but I tend to be, uh, more the visionary rather, we've talked about this before, rather than like the, you know, little things. So I'll have all these big ideas, like, wouldn't this be a great thing? Or wouldn't this be a great thing? And then you do the tiny parts of it and it's never as grand as my vision is in my head at, you know, when we, when we do it in that minute, but 
the value that comes over time. Like with my kids, I'd always be like, this would be the best idea for, for some gospel learning, or this would be a great thing, like in our scholastic stuff, because I homeschool. And it almost never turns out the way that I think it's going to. But over the years, even the failed attempts or the not what I would have considered not totally followed through things or the stuff that that we had fun with for a little bit, but then just sort of puttered out. And in those moments, I think I thought, oh, that didn't work. That that failed. That wasn't what I hoped. But as I look back over the years, I'm like, oh, it actually did exactly what I was hoping for. Um, mm. You know, and so and so those small, simple things really do make a difference, even if we feel like we're not doing them. I, if we're not doing them exactly right, or we feel like it could have been better, or, you know, we feel like it was only partially done or, or maybe a dud, or I just feel like any effort that we put in, I, I see as I look back over it, maybe this is what I'm trying to say, that the Lord really does have the ability to magnify. And so in our mm. small moments and the little things that we try when we're putting in the effort, however, it ends up being in those moments over the years, I've seen the efforts pay off. I love that. I, that adds a new perspective for me, Rivka, because honestly, even though he actually said something similar in the talk, he, he talked about course corrections, <clears throat> what my brain heard and internalized was, you know, consistency pays dividends. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying is, um, it doesn't matter how small the effort, even if the effort spectacularly fails, <laughs> it's still effort and it still is magnified by the Lord um, and counts as a small you know, course correction. Uh, yeah. So that expands my understanding. So thanks for sharing that. I like it. Um, great. Well, Riff, uh, Burke, let's go to you. And, you know, since apparently uh, Elder Uchtdorf is the Oprah of doctrines, like <laughs> you get a doctrine, you get a doctrine, you get a doctrine. <laughs> if you have another <laughs> fundamental doctrine. I am now going to have that run through my head every time he speaks in conference. <laughs> <laughs> so the the other and this is going to just build on what Rivka just said or just complement it um, when he says each day we can approach the throne of God in humility and honesty we can ponder our actions and review the moments of our day considering our will and desires in light of his if we have drifted we plead with God to restore us and we commit to do better and inasmuch as I am not a large overarching long-term goal setter. Um, I tend to focus on instituting habits of daily gospel fundamentals. And for me, this is how I stay on track. This paragraph that I just read, it, it's like he talked to me and said, Hey, you know, what would you tell people about how to stay on the path? And I would say, well, here's what I do. And so I, yeah. I just loved it. Yeah. And I love that too. And I, I kept highlighting like the, that three paragraphs in a row. I just couldn't stop highlighting. It was, it was so good. Yep. Just everything he said was like the plan for daily gospel living. Exactly. Yeah, I did. I highlighted um, most. And maybe I lost Burke. Burke, are you still there? We just are having internet oh, problems sometimes. <clears throat> well, you're still here, right? Rivka and yep. maybe Burke will join us back in a second. He will. <clears throat> well, this is not a fundamental doctrine, but I'm going to share one of my favorite parts. Um, 
Aaliyah liked it too. Uh, big surprise there. Um, so first of all, there's a few things that I remember about conference that I, I just take away <clears throat> and I keep remembering them. You know, most of them I have to go back and read again. But one is that every time um, Elder Uchtdorf says God is among us, you know, I think of all the youth in my ward who play that game among us all the time. <laughs> and uh, we talked about that last time and he said it again. And, you know, everyone who was with us was like, oh, among us. Among us. Um, <laughs> the other thing is, the uh, the car, the picture of the car in the water. Uh, um, do you did you remember that from conference, Rivka? Yes. The- so, yeah. The so he tells a story. You know, you might. He's talking about correcting. You know, your course, and this is where he talked mm-hmm. about airplanes. He's like, you know, when I'm approaching an airport, I know that um, most of my remaining work is just constant minor course corrections. And he's like, oh, that happens in your vehicle too. And then and then. There's this picture of a car like in a swimming pool (laughs) as if somehow like, you know, that's where our GPS is going to lead us. I don't know. It was hilarious. That's that's bad. That's bad directions from a GPS. Yeah. Super bad directions. So um, I have a story about that and um, I I can't remember if I told it on the podcast or not, but um, it's one of my kids' favorite stories uh, and experiences. So in 2017, going into 2018, um, we went to my mission to, or, you know, where I served and we brought the kids and we brought, um, you know, a family in the ward who were really good friends with. And we just had this awesome, awesome trip visiting my old, you know, mission stomping ground. So we went to this island called Madeira. Um, it's northwest of Africa, southwest of Portugal. And it's this gorgeous, gorgeous island. It's, I say it's my favorite place in the world. Mm. And um, they have this amazing, incredible New Year's Eve fireworks show every year. And so we went around the turn of the year to go see it, but we also did a ton of hiking. And the roads are insane. The island is so mountainous. It just like juts out of the ocean that there are no sand beaches on the whole island. It's, it's just all rocks and cliffs. And so the roads are all up and down, you know, sideways, you know, curvy, just crazy. The driving experience was just mad. So we were at a hike coming. We did our hike, had fun, started coming home and we were following the GPS and we're just turning wherever it says on whatever road it says. And all of a sudden we turn on this, what we think is a road and the GPS has us driving down a really long set of stairs not a road stairs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so the kids are laughing uproariously. Deanna's like, what is going on? The car is bumping <laughs> up and down, you know, just like in a movie, like dun, 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 the tires going. And I'm thinking like, what do I do if I, I can't reverse, I can't just get off the stairs onto the grass or whatever. And, um, and so I just followed the stairs and I drove down the stairs until the stairs led us to a road. Um, so we talk about that whenever we, um, uh, talk about, you know, the, the straight and narrow path, like it could be straight, it could be narrow, but it could be awfully bumpy sometimes. (laughs) Could be stairs. So that's a good story. Oh, the kids, we love, you know, remembering that, like, remember when we drove down the stairs, it was so awesome. (laughs) Not, not the anticipated landmarks. No, 
No, not the anticipated landmarks and not into a pool, but, uh, you know, we were pretty scared for a minute uh, and we had no idea where we were going. So that's nuts. Um, all right. Well, I see Burke's name. Burke, are you back with us now? I don't know. Can you hear me? Oh yeah. Yes, we can. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, it stopped recording me. So I had to log out and log back in, but anyway, I'm back. I could hear both of you, but I talked and, and you couldn't hear me. So <laughs> yeah, weird, you know, yeah. technical stuff. Um, well, we're glad to have you back. And, uh, I just told the story about driving downstairs and, uh, you know, I'm not retelling it. So you no, missed it. it. Sorry. I heard it. No, I heard it. I just, I, <laughs> I chuckled, but no one could hear me chuckling. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, he, I'm going to read the quote that goes along with that picture. He says, most of the changes in our spiritual lives, both positive and negative happen gradually a step at a time. Hey, a step stairs, get mm-hmm. it. Like the participants in the Max Planck study, we may not realize when we veer off course. We may even have high confidence that we are walking a straight line, but the fact is without the help of landmarks to guide us, we inevitably deviate off course and end up in places we never thought we would be, like driving downstairs or in a swimming pool. Um, So, Ripka, what are some of those landmarks? Well, he mentions a couple here, and they're those fundamental answers, the daily prayer and pondering, and... Um, scriptures and tools like come follow me, you know, prayer and scripture study are, those are, those are our pretty standard daily tools. And um, I love that he, I love that he uses the term in the next paragraph, this time of introspection. And I don't always think of my time spent studying the scriptures or my time in prayer as time of introspection, but I'm, I probably will now. That was one of the things that, you know, just struck me. I, I do times of introspection. A lot of times it happens to me when I'm driving a car or, um, you know, loading the dishwasher or something like that. But, um, I don't know. It, I don't usually think of prayer as a time of introspection because for me, it feels like such a conversation, but it has kind of changed the way that I, I think about that and having my heavenly father who knows me probably better than I know myself be part of that introspection. Um, I think there's some power to that idea. Yeah. So making scripture study a time of introspection and not just prayer or other times, but when we're studying the scriptures. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we have discussions like this or discussions in classes, we focus a lot of times on personal application but sometimes when I'm studying the scriptures, I'm just trying, you know, I don't always sit there after I read a, a story or something like that in the scriptures and spend time going, how does this apply to my life? I mean, I don't know. I don't know why I have right. to ask that question to myself when I'm by myself, but I don't very often. Maybe I need to. There we go. Um, Burke, did you have anything to add to that? So you actually read, you know, one of the the paragraphs that talk about the landmarks and yep. And I think that was sort of an overarching view of how we recalibrate, you know, regularly. But anything else to add to that or any other parts of that section that stood out to you? So the sentence when he says, it is a sacred time when we remember our solemn covenants to follow the gentle Christ, when we assess Mm -hmm. our progress and align ourselves with the spiritual landmarks God has provided for his children. And I like that he says it is a sacred time because it makes me think that any time when I'm realizing I'm a little off course and I want to make a correction, that is a sacred moment. 
Mm. I, I just love that. That's a fantastic thought to me. Yeah. And sacred meaning, I, I think there's a dual meaning there, like a, a holiness to it, but also the sacred, um, you know, the meaning of sacred that is like set apart or, or consecrated. So that yeah. set apart from the craziness of our daily lives, I think. Yeah. Well, I said that those three paragraphs were, you know, I just couldn't stop highlighting. So, you know what? I'm just going to keep reading from them. So, I uh, <laughs> hope everyone's okay with that. Yeah, I marked all three um, of so, them. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only going to read a part of the next one. I just, there was so much hope in it for me. And um, sometimes it's it's really easy, I think, to get bogged down and like, oh, I, you know, I have so far to go. Or I'm so far off course or whatever the case may be. And here he says, just as minor deviations can draw us out of the Savior's way, so too can small and simple acts of realignment assuredly lead us back. And I just loved the thought of, hey, you know, it doesn't take moving mountains. You don't have to be Enoch and raise a whole city to Zion. You don't have to be, you know, Noah and build an ark or Nephi and cross the ocean. Like, just do the small and simple things and you'll you'll get back into the Savior's way. And that was really, really hopeful to me um, that um, it, it does take effort and it does take continued trying when you when you fail, but um, it doesn't take giant leaps all at once. Just small and simple steps are enough to get you there. It's very encouraging. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's just finish, finish up before we get to promises and invitations with any other things that really stood out to us. So Rivka, one last thing that really jumped out at you as you studied. Um, Elder Uchtdorf is so optimistic in the way that he speaks about things, always hope and optimism and encouragement. And he has these, um, little phrases always that he uses. Um, so before I read like time of introspection, but then he, he also says, think of these things, your daily restoration. And then he says, daily infusion of heavenly light and times of refreshing. And we have to keep rolling. And I just, I love that he's so um, hopeful and optimistic and encouraging um, in the way that he speaks. Because he can take these things that can get bogged down and heavy and make them help us to remember that this is really doable for all of us. There's none of us for whom this is not within our reach. So I love right. that. And that he quotes from Michael Crichton's book, Jurassic Park. He, you know, he, I love that he does things like that. <laughs> like he's quoted Star Wars before. He definitely is, uh, you know, I, I love that he has this collection of sort of nerd stuff that he sneaks into his general coffee talks <laughs> often. So there's that too. <laughs> he does. And the Savior did that too. He spoke in the language of the people of the mm -hmm. time, right? So he used parables that they would understand. So I think uh, Elder Uchtdorf is great at that, as is our our beloved Aaliyah, who, yes. <laughs> who can't go three minutes without referencing a movie and pulling a gospel parallel out of it. So, yep. Bur Burke, anything, any last things for you that stood out? I love where he says, for surely he is a God of new beginnings. Ooh. Like no matter how many, you know, failures we've had, he's a God of new beginnings. He's he is uh, what he says before that. We lift our voices in praise of our bountiful and forgiving God. So optimistic, so happy. I love it. Oh, I love that. That's like um, 
uh, Elder Holland, who's, or he was quoting the scriptures, but the high priest of good things to come, the God of new beginnings. Oh, I love those titles. Yeah. Great. Well, um, let's talk about some invitations and promises. So um, I found here at the bottom of the, which is where they usually occur, but here at the end of the, the talk um, at the bottom of my screen, he says, uh, we can navigate our way through the darkness and trials of this life and find our way back to our loving Heavenly Father. And, and here's the invitation part of that. If we seek and accept the spiritual landmarks he has provided, embrace personal revelation and strive for daily restoration. This is how we become true disciples of our beloved Savior, Jesus Christ. Wow. That, how would, yeah. I mean, I love it. You want to know how to be a disciple? This is how to be a disciple. Um, and then he adds the promise, as we do so, God will smile upon us. The Lord shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself. Um, so, and the first part of that was also sort of a promise, like you'll be able to navigate through darkness and trials. So that was the main invitation I, I found there. Um, follow, seek, and accept. So I like how he said accept. Spiritual landmarks, embrace personal revelation, strive for daily restoration. Um, any other invitations that you found, Rivka? Uh, yeah, one reminder invitation. He says, we can become new creatures in Christ, for God has promised, as often as my people repent, will I forgive them their trespasses against me and remember them no more. So for me, I feel like that's a great reminder and encouragement and invitation to make those course corrections you need to every day and to not to not be afraid of it because the Lord, even if you have to make the same course correction today that you made yesterday, and maybe you'll make that same course correction again tomorrow because it's a weakness that you're trying to work on. The Lord doesn't care. He just wants you to keep making that correction and, and he yeah. will forgive you the mistakes and he will keep leading you on and getting Fantastic. you there. Yeah. I love it. I heard a podcast this week and I don't know if this is true. It was John, by the way, he loves planes. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it was appropriate. Um, he said that planes are off course 90% of the time and that all they need is that 10% to actually get there. Um, <laughs> and I was like, wow, maybe I'll be driving. <laughs> my next." <laughs> and you know, I, is that true? I don't know, but Elder Uchtdorf also said making constant course corrections. So it sort of seems, seems yeah. right. And yeah, it doesn't matter. Just keep, keep nudging back onto the path. Um, anything else to add? Any other invitations or promises, Burke? Well, he throws in one of those, his prayer at the end. He says that we seek daily restoration and continually strive to walk in the way of Jesus Christ is my prayer. So mm -hmm. like Elder Irene, he invited through his prayer, which I like. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Great. What a, what a great talk. I love all the words you picked out, Rivka. It, the talk feels like a cool drink of water on a, on a hot day. You know, it, that talk itself was restorative. So, um, and I, I think those words captured that. Well, the next talk we're going to discuss is Invite Christ to Author Your Story by Camille N. Johnson, Primary General President. Um, and if you want to get a hold of us on social media, look us up on word, at Words of the Prophets Podcast, or you can email us at Words of the Prophets Podcast at gmail.com. After this, you'll hear a short little segment from Aaliyah, who also loved the talk. And until next time, keep the faith. Hola a todos. This is Hermana Ebert. And I'm outside again, so you're going to hear birds and probably some other stuff, but that's okay. 
Um, so today I'm going to talk about the talk Daily Restoration by Elder Uchtdorf. This was a really good one. Um, I think the thing, the main thing I remembered about this before I reread it was that picture of the car in the swimming pool and Elder Uchtdorf saying something about having a bad day and <laughs> just being really confused. But, uh, yeah, so that was fun. Um, some things from this one that that I really liked. A, he says that... Wait, I need to find the actual quote. Okay, he says, To keep our thoughts and actions pure, we have to keep rolling. And in my head, because I am the way I am, my brain immediately went to keep rolling forward, aka keep moving forward from Meet the Robinsons. So that's my that's my takeaway from this talk is that you got to keep rolling forward, you know, and the way he describes doing that is by small and consistent efforts. And I like that I like that he talks about, um, you know, if you want to change the course of your week or your year, change the course of your day, If you want to change the course of your day, change the course of your hour. And so um, even doing every every little thing that you can do is going to have a large effect on something as big as a year. Um, and so I thought that was really cool. Um, other things that I liked from this, he references that um, becoming a new creature in Christ idea. Um, and he says, We can become new creatures in Christ, for God has promised. As often as my people repent, will I forgive them their trespasses against me and remember them no more. And I've been thinking a lot about this new creature in Christ idea um, because I think more recently I've, I've recognized how I've become a new creature in Christ and how I'm like becoming. Um, and it's just amazing to, to realize how much, how far the atonement has taken me and I didn't even know it. Um, and so I think every single day when we repent daily like president nelson has asked we are becoming new creatures in christ and that daily effort is going to result in you know five years from now you're going to be a whole new person and that's really awesome that we can that our nature very like nature can change because of christ's sacrifice and i think that's quite possibly the greatest gift that i could ever imagine is the ability to become a new creature. And so um, that that idea was something that I really loved that he mentioned in, our, in this talk. And so that's, that's pretty much most of what I've got. Um, basically, keep rolling forward, focus on the daily habits, and become a new creature. So yeah, uh, until next time, guarde la fe. If we teach by the Spirit, and you listen by the Spirit, some one of us will touch on your circumstance, sending a personal prophetic epistle just to you.